Okay, joining me right now is uh, Mike Williams. Uh, Mike, good afternoon and welcome. Nice to meet you. Good afternoon, Tony, and nice to meet you and your, yeah. and your listeners. Now, tell us, you are the uh, the boss of our uh, of our parks. What's your, your, your executive director, the big boss? Uh, yeah, I'm the executive director of National Parks and Wildlife Service, which yeah. is a division of the Department of Environment and Water. And yeah. you've been in the game a long time, 40-odd years. Yeah, I have, yeah. Done in two states, uh, 23 years in New South Wales, and yeah. moved here in 2000, so 20 years here, and 21 years nearly here in South Australia. Mike, I was staggered to read that um, eight out of ten of us here in South Australia visit a park every year. That's a staggering number of people. It is. It's uh, fantastic to see the community using our parks uh, to to enjoy them and, and recreate and, and, and have fun and appreciate nature. And our, our parks take up about... Um well, just about the size of the UK. I mean, th- there's a lot of them here in there South Australia. There is. About 360 parks across the state take up about 21% of the, the land mass of the state and everything from the, the vast arid areas of South Australia to through the beautiful parts of Kangaroo Island and the, the southeast and yeah. the Murray River and the west coast. Now, you've got a program. It's a pretty ambitious program. Congratulations on being prepared to kind of bite the bullet. All sorts of improvements and new experiences of what you're actually implementing over the next, I don't know, how long, couple of years or so. Yeah, the last year uh, the government announced Parks 2025 which is an ambitious program of works across the state in, yeah. in all our uh, parks, primarily the iconic parks which people visit and we're upgrading facilities across the parks for people to enjoy and things you know, like hold. what, Mike? Uh, let me let me run through some of the lists, uh, yeah, Tony. We've got, um, so we've got our uh, work at Cleland we're doing with a new koala hole facility for people to go up there and enjoy right. holding koalas and getting their photo taken and appreciating the, the, the koalas up there. We don't realise just how fascinating these little bears are to overseas visitors especially. Ab- absolutely, know? they love uh, them and yeah. they love to have their photographs taken. We'll be able, well, this new facility will allow the koalas oh, to be looked right, after okay. better in, a, in yeah. a nice environment and people will be able to have, have a hold and a photograph taken and, and uh, take it as a member and take it back to their... Can um, they be aggressive koalas? I know that when they're made they make the most. It, it, it sounds like a mountain lion when they're mating. Yeah, well, I mean, in the, wild, in the wild they can be, but we, we, the koalas we have for the whole uh, for people to, to hold uh, out yeah. there are, are actually you've, put uh, through a program. You've uh, cut the claws and got all <laughs> no, that. No, no, they're put through a program and made, made friendly for visitors. But that's that's one of our initiatives. Uh, We're developing Glenthorne National Park, which is a major government initiative down in the southern suburbs, and that's we're spending twelve and a half million dollars establishing a new park there. In the twelve and a half million. Yeah. Yep, uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, a major initiative. So yeah. We're opening up reservoirs across the state and spending $2 million there for people to, to visit reservoirs right across the state. Um, we're spending $6 million in this wild south coast way between Cape Jarvis and Victor Harbour, developing uh, walking camping facilities for people to enjoy that part of the landscape. We're uh, developing work in the Mount Lofty Ranges precinct. We're putting car parks at Morialda and yeah. uh, in uh, the bottom of Waterfall Gully and right. and and the Lofty Gardens. Um, we're putting another three million dollars in developing more hiking trails and the, and bike trails in the Southern Florio. The uh, um, uh, some people love riding the bikes in that. Yeah, it's a uh, whole new terrain. I reckon that's just un- inaccessible in places. Yeah, it's a whole new, um, huh? whole new market of people that are visiting our parks. Some, uh-huh. some passively, but some also mountain biking. So uh-huh. we're trying to cater for oh, those right, people okay. both yeah. in uh, shared use and purpose-built trails. Uh, we're spending ten million dollars in the in the Southern Flinders Ranges, creating a new precinct in the Southern Flinders Range around Mount Remarkable and all the land in the Southern Flinders. They're putting in a multi-day walk. 
an epic uh, mountain bike trail on the back. How long's this whole thing going to take, Mike? Oh, we're hoping to have it all in place in the next couple of years. So we, we've okay. got multiple project officers. So it's a real working. pull the finger out job and get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's on the back of. Uh, we think parks not only protect the environment and the best place in South Australia, but they yeah. also underpin a lot of economic activity in, in particularly in regional areas. So people, you know, go out oh, in the right. regional areas. Yeah. They they stay in regional areas. They recreate. They enjoy the parks, but they put fuel in their cars. They buy food. See, so, I'd, I'd never considered that. I thought a national park, it's there, you drive into it, whether it be with a motorhome or a caravan or something or other, you stay there, then you nick off again. But in the meantime, you've got to get food, you've got yep. to get supplies, you've got to get yep. petrol and all of the other stuff, yep. all of the camping gear yep. that goes with it. Yes, it's a massive driver of economic activity, people visiting our parks right yeah. across the state. And we're doing some work to try and quantify that currently. But I know in Queensland they've done some work and there's about a, a, about a one to $12 return on every dollar invested in their park system. And we think, you know, we'll have a similar... So for every buck spent, there's $12 yeah, return. Yeah, coming back into the economy. That, so there's, yeah, there's that some, makes good arithmetic, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. That makes good so, economic... Sense. So you you look after the best natural assets of the state, and you also provide a lot of economic activity, and 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 also places where people can go and improve their health and get fitter. And right. so there's a whole lot of benefits to the community and and to the natural environment. I was surprised to read that uh, here in South Australia, 85 percent of our marine species are found nowhere else in the world. How yeah. does that work? Yeah, well, the, the marine environment is quite unique. You know, it's uh, very ge- geographic centric, and South Australia has some of the best marine life and best marine parks in the world. We've got a 19 marine park network right across the yeah. southern coastline and and that that is home to a lot of unique species to, to our southern waters and we're very proud of that network and, you know, the, the beautiful um, fisheries that we have associated with those marine parks are, are, are enhanced by having that marine network and people can go out and boat in those, those marine parks. They can't commercially fish or fish in some of the sanctuary zones but right. they can enjoy the water from the service and they can also snorkel or scuba dive or whatever they want to do in, in, in those parks as well. Brett uh, sends us a text. Uh, he says, gentlemen, he said um, uh, caravans and motorhomes are welcome in most of our, um, our, our national parks around our local parks around South Australia. Yeah, Australia. they are, Tony, and, yeah? um, and we're doing some work to look at sites where we can probably improve the facilities for that market as well. Are you talking about power sites particularly? In some cases there'll be power sites yeah. and in some places they'll just have uh, facilities for dumping stations and, and larger entry and exit points for right. the growing caravan market and motorhome market because we know, particularly COVID, since COVID, there are a lot more people travelling domestically in caravans yeah, yeah, yeah. and we want to make sure we've got some key sites across the state where they can um, put their, set their vans up and then, and you know, work out from those locations into our park network. We're talking with uh, Mike Williams. Mike is the Executive Director of National Parks and Wildlife Services here in South Australia. An ambitious program, a good program. You've got a question, give us a ring, send us a text or an email. A text from Bryony, she said, uh, gentlemen, she said, um, Mike in particular, she said, are dogs, uh, those that are under control, welcome and allowed in the parks? There are some parks across the state where you can take a dog on a lead and I encourage people to go to our website on parksa.gov.au. So kind of get the information beforehand. That's right. Um, We encourage people to take their dogs 
some of those parks on lead. There are some parks where you can't take dogs, but there are some parks where you can. And, and um, you know, for example, Belair National Park, you can take a, a dog on a lead, and we're, we're quite happy for people to do that uh, as long as they're responsible, you know, and, and pick up the droppings from the dog or whatever if they, yeah, while they're in yeah, those parks. Yeah. Perfectly legitimate and perfectly personally responsible activities for some of those parks. I would imagine that those parks that the dogs are not welcome, there'd be plenty of signage saying just that, not welcome. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. There's um, all of our parks have entrance signs, and those entrance signs typically have uh, infographics, uh, symbols which indicate what you can and can't do. Uh, we try and focus on the positive things you can do, but there are obviously um, a lot of people in our parks that have uh, different needs, and we try and cater for all those. So people not sure, go to our website, make a phone call, give us a ring before you go, and we'll let you know what you can or can't Mike, do. Mike, what's the uh, the website? Parks.sa, parksa.gov.au. Parksa.gov.au. That's a reasonably simple sort of thing. Yeah, it is. Some of them are long and complicated. uh, By the time you get to the AU, you've forgotten. This is from Sarah sending us a text. She said, um, said, uh, are parks good places to visit in winter? uh, In particular, she said, in the middle of our winter, I'm wondering if uh, you could easily get bogged if uh, you're not careful. Um, most of our parks have very good access. Uh, if you're going into the, uh, in, into any of our remote parks, please make some inquiries before you go to make sure there's any trails that are, might be closed. Um, some of the river parks, if they get wet on the Murray River, obviously have access problems and, and we close those temporarily if there's going to be problems with people bogging, but, um, most of our parks have good access and, and should be able to visit them all year round without any, any issues of getting bogged. Stan, Stan says, it sounds nice, and in this day and age where you can't fly overseas and you're reluctant to go interstate, he said, visiting some of our, our parks, he said, it sounds good, are there guided tours available for those of us probably not familiar with the fauna and some of the species that are available? Yeah, we've, uh, Tony, we've got a program in some of our key sites, like if you go to Seal Bay, for example, on Kangaroo Island, a fantastic site there where yeah. you can get a guided tour right. right down onto the beach with, with guides. Yeah. And we're also now got over 100 volunteer rangers working across the state, another government initiative in the last couple of years, and we're putting volunteer rangers now in key sites during school holiday periods, and they're assisting visitors with uh, information and, and oh, guided right. tours. Okay. Um, for so, example, it is, so it is available then? Yes, it is. And again, on our website, and uh, if you uh, want to go to one of our parks and check whether there's any guided activities or a campground host or something that's uh, going to be available at those sites, all that information gets posted on our website. Cheryl's uh, text is, uh, the the cost to get into the national parks doesn't vary, and what's it based on? The size of your caravan or motorhome, the number of people actually in your party, how do you actually figure out um, a price to get in, and is it reasonable? Um the, the, the prices are reasonable. It does does vary slightly, but it's but it's based on a we're moving to a sort of a per um, vehicle or per site based approach to to enter right. into our parks. And every dollar that's collected through that process comes back into the park network to be spent. Oh, so on. it goes around and comes yep. directly back into where it it's needed to be spent. It does yeah. yes, and um, and so for example, if you pay to go into Belair National Park, the money comes back into what into a into a fund that gets spent on facilities across the park network. And um, we're also now, uh, as a result of the Nature-Based Co-Investment Fund, which is another government initiative, we're getting where we're co-investing with private investors. They're paying a conservation dividend to go into conservation works back in the area where those investments are taking place. Mike, you, uh, you came here about 11 years ago. 
if you can remember back that far, and I'm not being rude. 20 years ago. 20 years 20, ago. 20, 20 years 20. ago. Of course, 20 years ago. Were our parks in a bit of a mess? Um, no, I wouldn't say they're in a mess. Uh, I think what's happened um, is that uh, the governments are, are realising that, that the community values our park system. We kind of a, take them for granted, you know. Yeah. They're there, they're ours, and, yeah. uh, okay, just let sleeping dogs lie. Sort well, one of the, yeah, I think parks have always been valued, but things like, particularly like things like COVID, re, sort of re-emphasise yeah. the importance yeah. of these places. We've got a whole... I think there's there's three groups of visitors to our parks. There's ones that have always gone to our parks. Yeah. There's some because of COVID that re reestablished that visit. Going that, maybe even for the first time. Exactly. And then the whole yeah. graft of people who are going never been before and are now are going and enjoying it. And we're seeing about a seventy percent increase in park visitation across the, across the state. It's uh, just on a quarter to two. Let's go to Campbelltown and Gloria has given us a ring from there for Mike Williams. Gloria, good <laughs> afternoon and welcome. Oh, hello, Tilko. How are you going? Good, thank you. Could I ask your visitor something about feral animals in our parks in South Australia, such as pigs, goats and camels, because I understand they do roam around a lot of our parks. Oh, and for free too. Mike. Yeah, yeah, we're doing, uh, thanks for the question, we're doing a lot of work in those. If you look at uh, Kangaroo Island, for example, we're, um, we've just got rid of the goats off the island and now we're doing a significant amount of works on pigs. We just... Um, are they really destructive, Mike? Yeah, they are. They yeah. are, yeah, yeah. And we're doing work on feral cats, particularly on Kangaroo Island. They're all very destructive and we're doing a lot of work to try and rid the island of, of cats, pigs and and, uh, oh, and, yeah. and goats. The goats have gone now. But we're, we also work with Perza on camels in the, in the Outback, oh, and, really? yeah, and we've yeah. got a reintroduction pl- a program called Bounce Back in the Flinders Ranges, which has been going twenty years now or thirty years now, where we're reintroducing native quolls and yeah, right. uh, another native fauna. In the outback, do we have many brumbies? I know that up in the Northern Territory, for some people in the way outback, yeah, the brumbies are a bit yeah. Of a problem. We don't have the significant brumby population they do in other states, but we do. No. But we do from time to time have significant problems with uh, uh, camels and camels. pigs and goats, uh, goats and camels. Goats probably are the biggest bigger problem in yeah. those uh, that range country. Why? Why those. is that? Because they eat anything. Yeah, and they can travel through that country. They are fairly nomadic. They get yeah. in uh, in accessible country. They can live in the rocky outcrop country very oh, easily. Uh, but we do a lot of work uh, with the landscape boards on culling those feral animals in a humane way to try and take the pressure off uh-huh. the vegetation and the native fauna for competing for food. Yeah. To the extent now where we've got sites where we can reintroduce native animals that have previously become extinct. Uh, uh, animals like what? Well, like quolls. We're re- we have reintroduced quolls in the Flinders, and we're yeah. just about to start uh, reintroducing fastigales, another little marsupial. Yeah? Um, I've never heard of them. Yeah, so that'll that'll start in the next 12 months. Gloria, good question. Thank you for the call. You've got a question for Mike. Send us a text or an email or a telephone call. We're talking with the Executive Director of the National Parks and Wildlife Service. has been so now for 20 years here in South Australia. Mike Williams with a big job to do. Yours is a question. Give us a ring right now. It's just... Just on 13 minutes to two. Each week on Rowie's Sports Show, Rowie speaks to star players from the power. Thanks to PureTap. Get a PureTap from $49 upfront on a payment plan. T's and C's at puretap.com.au. You might think having thousands of pals is excessive, but that's not what the team at Parafield Airport Liquor Store think. Because that's how many they have. Sure, they might be made up of over 100 gins, over 200 whiskies, over 300 craft beers, and over 2,000 boutique wines. 
But they're some of the best pals you could have. And they're always looking for more. Even if they are tricky to track down. Parafield Airport Liquor Store. Pals. Next to Roulette's Tavern, Kings Road, Parafield. I am here to show you all how to land broke it. Kachingos! We've land broke the land broke zap and made it faster than ever before. Never miss a minute of the action with the new and improved Ladbrokes app. Download it today. So let's not stop there. Let's Ladbrokes the Gamble responsibly. Who can fix the shower? Service today. Who can fix the power? Service today. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. Every time you see our bright yellow trucks in your area, we're helping out your neighbours. We can help you too. So for the best plumbing, electrical, heating and cooling work, call Service Today 24-7. Can you fix the shower? Yes, we can. Can you fix the power? Yes, we can. Yes, we can, is what we say. Service today. Call 1300-SERVICE. Want a new kitchen? A kitchen that comes in under budget? Make your project ideas a reality with you install at Kitchens. And right now, get a huge 20% factory cash back. Custom size Farquhar quality cabinetry. Yes, pre-assembled DIY designer kitchens with a 20% factory cash back. But hurry, it's only for a limited time. Visit a showroom today. Modbury Churchill, Glandor, Norwood and Lonsdale. You install at Kitchens. The complete DIY kitchen solution. Conditions apply. End of financial year at CMI Toyota means great deals on Toyota certified pre-owned high ace vans. In stock and ready for immediate delivery. At just $49,990 plus on roads, these 2020 played high ace turbo diesel vans have low kilometres and are ready for work. Plus, ask about our great finance rate for ABN holders. Visit CMI Toyota today. Oh, what a feeling, Toyota. Conditions apply. Rego 1SS 2LX LVD 2009. With half off flights, it's time for a full on snorkel. Full on rainforest. For a full on bite to eat. Plan your full on holiday at Australia.com. Book with your airline or travel agent of choice before tickets sell out. Terms and conditions apply. Had an accident? Some insurers don't offer unlimited, not at fault car hire. But Amy does. Just give us the other driver's details. So instead of being on a bus squished next to a bodybuilder listening to. Oh, heavy metal. Lovely. You can enjoy a hire car. Just you and the open road. Go with the doers. Amy does. T's and C's apply. Benefit stops when you get your car back or we settle your claim. Before buying insurance issued by AAI Limited, trading as Amy, read the PDS at amy.com.au. At Spotlight, get winter ready with a massive 50% off the entire range of ready-to-hang blockout curtains. During this winter, keep the warmth in and the cold out with our huge range of blockout curtains. So you can hang it, close it and keep it warm for less. Sail on now. Exclusions apply. At Spotlight, it's what you make it. Cancer never rests. And for that reason, neither do we. Right now, our SunSmart program is helping protect and educate a generation of little Aussies. Our 131120 nurses are giving one-on-one phone support to people affected by cancer. And the funds you raise help our world-class researchers unlock more answers. And tomorrow, with your help, we'll start again. Cancer Council. Every minute, every hour, every day. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, a little after 10 to 2. At this time tomorrow, we'll be talking travel with Phil Hoffman, as we do, from Phil Hoffman Travel.
Phil's got a seminar on tomorrow. It started. Uh, it'll start at ten thirty tomorrow. Go until around about half past three, and uh, the uh, the team of experts will be talking about the the travel opportunities that are opening up. We're glad to say between here and uh, and New Zealand, uh, showcasing the beauty and the diversity and the accessibility of New Zealand, whether it be cruising or motorhoming or perhaps even a a, a, a self drive or a rail. So if you want to discover some of the the opportunities of what is a truly beautiful country, uh, Phil Hoppen has got this seminar. It'll be down at the um, at the Sky Deck down at Glenelg, starting at ten thirty tomorrow morning, going through until about half past three in the afternoon. So if you'd like to find out about more about New Zealand and just the opportunities and the diversity and the beauty of the country, uh, give Phil Hoppen a ring. Give them a call down there and make a booking. And it's anywhere between ten thirty and three thirty tomorrow afternoon at the Sky Deck down at Glenelg, a seminar on New Zealand. Can Conducted by the people from Phil Hoppen Travel. We're talking with Mike Williams. Mike, for the last 20 years, glad to say, has been the Executive Director of National Parks and Wildlife Services uh, here in South Australia. Started his career 40-odd years ago. So ago. You started where, Mike? Up in the, uh, the, the Snowy Mountain regions? Yeah, I was a ranger at Kosciuszko. Back a ranger the... at Kosciuszko, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, uh... that would have been an interesting gig all oh, those years it was. ago. It was fantastic. We, uh, we used to get around the hills. I used to, I used to ride around horseback in the... In get the, out. Yeah, I did. I did. Really? Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, in the looking week, for what mainly? Uh, in those days, we were, were clearing the park of uh, stock that were still in the in the hills, oh, right? Okay, yeah. in the mountains, but yeah. uh, and then get around the snowfields in summer. So. Goodness me! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays you're just lounging around in a nice four-wheel drive <laughs> with a suit and all the rest of it. Yeah. Mike, this is from Brenton. He said, "I was uh, your guest, Pilko. Well, our guest is Mike Williams, Executive Director of the National Parks and Wildlife Services here in South Australia. Has been so for the last twenty years." Brenton says, "I was pleased to hear that you mentioned before mountain biking experiences in some of our national parks." He said, "As a mountain biker, he said some of us uh, we're a bit a, a bit infradig. We're kind of not welcome in every place." Well, it's a matter of um you know having uh access for all sorts of groups of people who want to recreate and, and there's places we provide mountain biking now in in parks particularly so for example uh we're putting trails in the in the melrose area in Mount so Marmola. specifically for mountain bikers yeah, yeah specifically for mountain bikes uh, yeah. and there are other places where we have shared use trails but um yeah we we see the mountain bike fraternity as one of our visitor groups along with bushwalkers walkers make up the biggest yeah uh, still still yeah, by far the biggest group of people to recreate in our parks but yeah. um yeah mountain biking is becoming incredibly popular right around the world but then particularly in australia um and and we fortunately most of the mountain bike fraternity are very responsible and and oh, have joined right. friends groups and help us work it's on only trust. the occasional idiot that gets the publicity yeah, and the notice. Right. yeah um, right. we'd like to think that we can work with that group that uh, the mountain biking fraternity and develop uh, trials again um the 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 people who um, ride b- mountain bikes do do it right around the world, so it'll yeah. bring people to the, to the South Australia oh, okay, to recreate. Right. And again, they'll so they suss out where the good uh, good tracks, yeah, where absolutely. the new tracks are. Absolutely, okay. they do, yeah. You uh, you said before about uh, that, uh, or just a minute or so ago, that walking groups are still the biggest uh, the biggest attendees effectively yep. in some of your parks are people able to actually go online and get information as to what walks are available depending upon the severity and the length and things like that yeah they can they can do that at our, our website again uh, parks.sa.gov.au or yeah. they can go to walking sa yeah. have a very good website that has all the walking trails right across not only our land but forestry land and sa waterland and and other places around the state and also pl- pl- groups like 
like friends of Heising Trail have all the information about the 1,200 kilometres of the Heising Trail you can walk from top to bottom. How, yeah. how far? 1,200 kilometres. Really? Yeah, from Cape Jarvis all the way up to the, the north of the Flinders. And even for a reasonably fit group, yeah. how long would a trip like that take? Oh, well, people do end-to-end in about... Get out. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. People people do end-to-end non-stop in about 30-odd days. Yeah. Uh, Has anybody it. ever lived? Oh, yeah, they all did. Oh, yeah, I, followed, I followed a young lass last year who did it end-to-end from the north to south. Yeah, 1,200 k's? Yeah, 1,200 k's. So she gets to the end of the 1,200 k's, yeah. turns around and walks back again? Well, no, she did 1,200 k's from the top to the bottom. She finished, yeah. uh, started up in uh, Parachilna and finished at Cape really? Jarvis, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, there's camping facilities all along the trail and, and places where people can stay and they can walk into towns like, you know, Crystal Brook and other places along the way. So, but but all of our trails and all of the other trails in Australia are all on on our site or Walking SA uh, website. How many people, uh, Mike, are you employing over the next three or four years? You said before you think that this this program that you're working on at the moment. How many people will will be employed over the next three or four years? Well, we're employing directly as a as a result of there's a couple of things. We're enjoy, we've increased our ranges numbers from about ninety to one hundred and thirty eight in the last twelve months. That's yeah. another government initiative to improve that because of the demand or yeah, the, yeah. the demand yeah and then and what and what are the rangers looking out for specifically well they're working in the parks looking out for or helping people know where things are in the parks oh, right. uh, okay. managing the parks on the ground and then also undertaking compliance activities and yeah, yeah. talking to community people uh, the visitors to the parks We've when you been, say interrupting from when you say compliance activities what's the biggest concern people lighting fires unattended and perhaps fires getting out of control well that's one of them but things like not having dogs on leads or oh, taking right. Vehicles where they shouldn't take vehicles, yeah. or, or and that type of activity, uh, they're the sort of things that they keep an eye out for. Uh, and normally they try and talk to people about doing uh, the right thing. Be nice about it. Yeah, yep, the approach right. with yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and then we've employed about twenty five between twenty five thirty project officers directly on managing all these projects across the state. You're a busy man. But then the flow-on effect from all the contract work we're letting out to actually build the facilities, uh. for example, we've got about $45 million worth of works on Kangaroo Island reinstating assets on the island after, uh, after the fire. Uh. And then all the other, there's another $130 million of all these other projects across the state. So all that work will get contracted out to local contractors. Locals and go back into the economy. And go back into this, the economy. And for example, you know, some of the works we just let in the mid-north are Contractors from Port Pirie, so there's people from Port Pirie got oh. work through contractors, and so it's a really valuable asset to the ab- committed. Absolutely, Mike. Thank you for the time this afternoon. Congratulations on the work that you do. You look thank as you. happy as all hell. You love yeah. your job quite yeah. obviously, and you've yeah. been here for twenty years, and you're good yeah. at what you do. Yeah, I've got the best job in the best state, and it's fantastic. Good yeah. on you, Mike Williams. Thank you for coming in and joining us. It's uh, just on a couple of minutes to two now. How 